interesting the 40s were interesting but we're here the 60s now hey. joined by ashley nicole appreciate you coming out thank you for having me i'm so excited no pressure no pressure oh uh, but yeah first podcast really mm-hmm. well actually i noticed you had like a, a ig television thing going on there. <laughs> i actually yes. I, I caught you know i think they give you the first minute of it mm-hmm. before you actually have to click in it's like i'm not following for your trickery <laughs> no, no no but uh actually it was on uh two words it was uh today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was uh, if off top if I can remember. Okay, let me shut up. Uh, it's trigger, triggered, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um, fuck, I forgot. It's, it starts with an A. I I feel like it starts with an A, but I it can't. Is. I it can't. Is. Activate it. Activate it. See, I wouldn't have never got it. Okay. Yeah. So you say this is your first podcast, but mm-hmm. it seems like you have a background in like at least public speaking or something like putting yourself out there like that. Well, uh. It's a gift. It is a gift. <laughs> it's something that I am starting to tap into definitely more um, because things happen to me in two. So not only am I a singer and songwriter, but like I also really am good at speaking. And okay. I, I've always been that way since a kid. So I'm just taking a, a, a deeper dive into it and um, really trying to speak to the people more. And I'm, I'm excited about it and enjoying it, too. So, Word? Yeah. Is it a little, was it was the first one a little nerve wracking, you know? No, it was Not just like, got to get it done. Word? Yeah. What made it, what made you want to like, uh, I don't know, like offer advice to people or offer certain lessons that you've learned? Like not everyone wants to offer that to other people, you know? Well, um, <laughs> ever since I was a little kid, I don't like to see people suffer. Right. Like I've always been that person to just be like, yo, so this is what happened to me. This is what I've learned in my own life. And I like to share that with people. So uh, when I see somebody hurting or sad or, you know, not in a good mental space, I, I always try to offer help. And so more recently I was like, okay, this is not just me giving advice. This is actually a calling and a purpose. So I started, um, started going to school to be a health and life coach. So now that I'm like in my program and I'm doing it like full fledged, I'm like, okay, well, what I'm learning, I can't hold on to that. So I, it's just these moments where I'm like, I have to share what I know because there are things that I'm actually sharing that I that actually help me. So why not share that with other people? I want you to have a good day. You know, yeah, I want yeah, you yeah. to be, right. you know, happy, and I want you to have great thoughts that manifest into other great things, and you can see that hey, you really have control over your own life, and you know, you can make it what you want it to be. Yeah, and I thought the concept that you tackled in that whether like you know that bad days and good days don't exist i thought that was an interesting concept because i'm someone who is like oh man today was such a shitty day or oh man today is the best day of my life or great day so it's just kind of like what you were saying in there kind of makes sense it is you it is every day is what you make of it really yeah at the end of the day and that's something that i've kind of been learning myself internally learning to like there's certain shit that you really just don't have any control over mm-hmm. and like stressing about it's not going to change nothing nope and like, yeah, it's just that that's something that I've always had an issue with is like I've always had this itch to like, oh, it needs to be right. It needs to be right. Or I feel like I need closure in certain regards. And it's like you have to come to terms with it. You're not always going to get that. Yeah, you're not. And so taking that every day, every day, having this negative attitude is like it's just going to drag you down. I've been through depressive mm. episodes and stuff. And recently, maybe like honestly, for like the last month, maybe I, I heard Kevin Hart did a podcast on Joe Rogan. Mm. And he was talking about how uh, happiness is just like it's a choice. It is. So and for the longest time, I heard that quote and I completely disagree with it because of the state of mind that I was in. Like I was just in a down mm. place in my life and whatnot. But after just taking that and just running with it, just like, all right, just believe it and be be happy, like make the conscious choice to be happy. Yeah. And like I've not that like it, I'm not depressed or I'm not feeling down ever, but I've noticed that. I don't let certain shit that used to get to me get to me to the level that it did, you know? Yeah, I agree. That That is such a great lesson to learn is that, you know, ha- same thing with me. Right. Hearing that over and over, you're like, oh, my gosh, what? You, you think that things need to happen or you need to be in a better position to be happy, and that's so not true. Like, if you just take the time to slow down, look at what's around you because half if you just look at half of what you have, 
It's, it's what you once wanted at one point in time, right? Right. You wanted to do the music and you wanted to have the drum set and you wanted to, you know, me, I wanted to record and I wanted to move to Miami. Right. And then how can I sit here and be like, man, I wanted all these great things thinking that I was going to be happy and now I'm bashing it. Right. So how do right. I expect new things to come my way? No, I totally agree with that. I, it's almost like kind of like a concept of um, back back in when you make, let's say you make X amount of money and you're like, oh, man, if only I made mm-hmm. another $300 a week, I would be happy. And then you get a job where, hey, you make that extra $300 a week, but you just start spending more money. So you yeah. start thinking, oh, I just need another $300 a week, another yeah. $300. So you, you're really never going to be happy. You're always kind of chasing that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I noticed that. Like I had a job two years ago where I was making not much and then I make what I make now and I still go through a check and I'm thinking like, how I, I make exactly double or triple what I made X amount of time ago, and I'm still and I'm still going through the whole check, thinking mm-hmm. like two years ago, the money that I would have made now, I would have thought it would have made me the happiest person on earth. Yeah, you would have saved some. You'd have been like, oh yeah, I got yeah. that check here, just sitting, and yeah. no, it nah. just go right out the window. So you said one of your dreams was to move to Miami mm-hmm. to pursue music. Where where were you originally born? Well, <laughs> originally born, I was born in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, but I grew up in Maryland, lived in Ohio. But when I uh, went to school, it was in Orlando. So I went to Full Sail University. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I got my bachelor's, and then I moved out to California. So originally, before I graduated, I wanted to be here in Miami. and um, But then some things happened, and I ended up going to California State with family. <clears throat> and uh, that was a really great experience because I got to – blossom and grow and get my roots right before um i got here and so when i moved here i was pretty solid but it was really time to just like get really grounded so i got a chance to grow up without a lot of people seeing me and i went through a lot of changes when i was there and so in cali mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah like i used to have hair i was like (laughs) 60 over 60 pounds heavier like i just went through a whole transformation so yeah, by the time I got here, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Well, what I mean, Los Angeles, or not even Los Angeles, but California, I mean, it's a good state, or it's mm-hmm. a big state where, you know, you'd think you'd find a music scene or someone like a, a singer-songwriter could flourish. So, like, what made you choose Miami over a place like California, which a lot of people dream of living as well? Yeah, you're right. So, here's the thing. Um, while I was there, uh, somebody told me the the... The best advice. And he said that the first year that you are here, you're really going to be working on somebody else's time. And he was so right. So I was doing all these internships and I was working for other people and in in other studios. And um, I got to a point where, like, I just wasn't working on music. And then that made me depressed. And once I came out of it, I had a mafioso who's my producer now and and was then. uh, He really just held me accountable and just made sure that I was working on music every day. So I did that for a solid, like, nine months. And wow. Yeah, and he was here. He was already here in Miami. So uh, the distance wasn't bad. It just was um, – it was one of those things where it was, it was like, okay, I have a team, at least of one person. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and there was other various people that I knew through him um, – that I would speak to on the phone and stuff like that, and we would have conversation. But I, I had a team here. And so I was like, you know what? I got to a point where I was actually in San Francisco, and I, I had no music equipment, so I couldn't record at all. And I was like, okay, I need to do something. Yeah, and San and, Francisco's no cheap place to live either. No, it's not. <laughs> um, and uh, But God is so good. And, and I was able to do it. Financially, I was able to do it, and I could have stayed, but I really just wanted to be in Miami. And I wanted, I knew that it, once I got here, I would be able to finish my album, which was, I was like super focused on and I did that. And so awesome. now I'm just, I, I got to keep the ball rolling. So I knew that here I would really flourish as an artist. Yeah. Well, the thing about Miami, I mean, there's so many different cultures. There's mm-hmm. a mix of, of things and we could see that uh, at the Raw yeah. uh, show where we actually met. Uh, the the raw showcase. I mean, the 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 guys that went after us. I mean, it was like a Latin like reggaeton like fusion type thing, and then you had your uh, neo gospel, like neo R and B, neo soul, right, 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 right. yeah, fusion. Yeah, so it's like there's so many different vibes that we had there, and it's like I feel like that's not possible in somewhere 
or not not that it's impossible, but it's less likely that you're to come across it in a place like you know in the middle of the country, like yeah, you know what I mean. So I really like Miami for the fact of this melting pot. Like yes. when you think of America, you think of a place like Miami, New York, and Chicago. You know, places that are integrated. Like you go down to to, to Little Haiti. It's, a, it's almost a whole nother spot. Same yeah. thing. You go down to Little Havana, you know, you, you have to speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, There's no around it. You around that one, no. It's a, it's a weird thing, though. Like, how we have little cultures here. Like, it's like uh, you have Chinatown in San Francisco and mm-hmm. even in New York City where they have, they they bring their culture. They make people around them assimilate to their culture. Yes. It's a very interesting concept. I love it. Really? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because we're all the same. All of us. We the only thing that really separates us is just if, if you had to like take a step back, it's just language. Right. Like we all gonna feel the same type of burden. We're all gonna feel the same type of happiness. We're all gonna feel love. Or I mean, ups and downs, positive or negative. We're we're the same. So like when I <laughs> when I go to different like and I like I mentioned I, I lived a lot of different places. When I move around a lot. Oh man, it's so beautiful to see that like somebody is just like me, or somebody right. has experienced something just like me. Like, and I wish more of the country could see that. Right, they don't get a chance to see that, and a lot of times, you know, they just come on the cruise where the cruises are or where the airport is, the and, tourist spots. Mm-hmm, and and but they're so. I mean, I would. I can't wait to start traveling because I can't wait to actually be submerged in the culture. Uh, wherever I am, because it's just like wow, it's it's amazing to see how other people live life too. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that aspect of it. I guess um, the thing that's why I like music is like most music that I enjoy the most is like music where the lyrics is something that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, this person feels how I feel. You know what I mean? There's so many times where people are like, oh man, he read my mind or whatever with this one. You know? Yeah. And that's that's the kind of music that I love. So I mean, hearing that, like where you see yourself and other people in other cultures. Who like I, I feel like we're kind of trained to assume that these people are, are so like other people from other cultures, other countries are super different from us. Mm-hmm. But like when you break it down to like the human level of it, like, yeah. like we really are all the same. Uh, from a public speaking perspective, have you done anything with that other than the music or the the videos that you release on IG and whatnot? Have you like written poetry or no. anything like that? I mean, well, okay, uh, I did dabble in poetry a little bit, um, and then. That, that was a few years ago, but I mostly and mainly stick to just either talking or um, music, really. You ever think about starting, like, a YouTube channel? I'm working on it. I'm Word? Working on Down it. the yeah. line? Yeah. Or what about a podcast yourself? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Um, I just think that anything that I'm about to do, I really need to, like, do my research and make sure, like, how do I really want to do it and how do I want right. to show up? So uh, the best thing that... I could think of is just like what I've been doing recently was like the word of the day and then incorporating that, like give a small little action step of what you could do to make your, your life just that much greater and that much better. And just to see things from a different perspective. And then, you know, I was not as active on social media cause I was doing more like intimate one-on-ones and coaching in that way. Um, but now I'm just really kind of opening it up to everybody. Like if you want to do a coaching session and get more of what you're actually hearing, on my little Instagram TV, then, you know, I'm all for it. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's actually uh, Trinidad James. I follow him on, on Instagram. And <laughs> every day he posts, like, a new like, little message, a little motivational, like, type thing or just, like, a life lesson type shit. And uh, I love shit like that. So yeah. the fact that I can get it from someone here, especially, I mean, you're doing your, your life coaching stuff. I mean, that's something that, like, you really have to dedicate yourself to wanting to help other people. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, be a nurse or something like that. You know, you're caring for people. But, like, to want to make a huge difference in, in someone's lifestyle or yeah. the way they see themselves. I mean, you have to be fully invested into that person or people. So is it you, you just like people that much? Because most of the time people get on my nerves. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> um, what somebody comes to you about, you don't have to take that on. Right. And a lot of times we've, we're already in a situation where we feel heavy. So when somebody comes to us with their burden or whatever they're going through, it's hard to be receptive of that and give encouragement because they're not in a good place themselves. So it's one of those things where you just have to, like, take a step back. Be like, you know what? I was once there, but I don't have to take this on. Like, it's not my burden to carry. You have to put in the work to make sure you want to feel better, be happy, and 
choose to be happy. I'm only here to like tell you, hey, wake up. Like you're in the fog, but here, here I am. Like just follow my voice. And when you start to follow your own voice, after telling yourself, hey, I got this, or I am choosing to be happy, or I'm gonna have a good day, then you find yourself coming out of that fog, and you're like, and you see me on the other side, like, all right, you ready to take off and you know come climb this mountain and achieve your dreams? It's not that hard because you just got out of that fog, and you can coach yourself the same way that you just did it. That's so really dope. It's 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 um. It's one of those things I'm just I'm just here to cheer you on. Yeah, so I don't have to take on what you're going through because I've already been through it. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah. you kind of use the, the stuff that you go through or mm-hmm. been through to kind of help people avoid necessarily some of the pain that you've been through mm-hmm. throughout life. Or if they're going through it already, how can you get yourself out of that? Right, right, right. No, that's awesome. Uh, I think people who do that kind of stuff are very noble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Because I, I don't have it in me. And uh, I don't know. If physical therapy, I mean, uh, all those kind of jobs where their main goal is to help people, it's like it takes a special kind of person, I think. Yeah. Is that something that you, obviously music is your passion. Uh, it's it's hard to monetize it nowadays. Uh, I mean, from a band experience, we got to split the shit six, five, mm. six ways, you know. So, wow. Um, if, is that something that you would pursue, uh, like, that's not? music related is that something you could see yourself doing in the of future coaching? Yeah. oh yeah for sure that's what i'm saying like now i'm i'm in full coach mode and artist mode so i i, I can't separate the two because anytime that you talk to me off stage you're gonna get this <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know because i, I want to see you happy and i want to see you like achieve your dreams because it's like yes i gotta i got a dream achiever buddy that's how i feel <laughs> like join the club you know and not only that we're also following our passion which is music like I can't write music without going through life. So, you know, what better way than to talk about it and talk about how I overcame, you right. know? Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Like, and, and yeah, I definitely want to pursue it full time, but it's like things come to me in twos. So I, <laughs> I can't separate it. So it's music and being a life coach. I feel you on that. I, I, that's kind of how I feel about the podcast. You know, I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, it, it's not, it's not music related. The it's just me talking into microphone with other people, but it's something that I, I thoroughly enjoy doing. And I can't really see myself doing like one or the other. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I if I wasn't a, a musician, I wouldn't meet the people that I meet to interview for the show. You know, that's true. So it goes hand in hand in that regard as well. Yeah. That's actually why I started it. Why I started it originally was, I mean, for, first and foremost, I like talking shit. <laughs> but <laughs> second is like. I don't know, an, more promotion for the band, you know? Right. And if And if for some reason people decide that they like this show and, and t- you know, gets a fan base and bring on the people that supported me at first and share the love, you know? Yeah, I think it's just a, it's a great extension to the music because you put, okay, you put one song out, right? And the song is what, less than five minutes, right? right. Okay, that's just five minutes that somebody has to spend with you. Mixed and mastered and produced and edited and chopped up. yeah. Just that five minutes. But yeah. when you can do a podcast, when I can do a coaching session, which is about the same amount of time, that person gets to really know you on an intimate level because you're more than just an artist. Like, right. it, well, okay, just an artist on on its own. You're create art. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you're an artist all the way around. So right. it's like, it's just music and your podcast and music and life coaching for me. It just fits in that artist, that art. Category. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing. We're creators. We, we're creative people. And that's the thing, too, is like I, like I said earlier, people get on my nerves. So, <laughs> like, doing this, it affords me the opportunity to talk to people who I would never talk to, or not even never, but, like, wouldn't have the chance to sit down for an hour and talk and pick their brain and mm-hmm. understand where they came from in their journey and what makes you want to write the kind of music you do. So let's get into that. You, you have an album called, is it Nude or N-U-D-E? It's uh, it's called Nude, but okay. it does stand for Never Underestimate the Experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. I, didn't, I was wondering if it's an acronym or not, you know? Yeah, it That's is. That's dope. Um, so, nude, is it like a double entendre? Nude means kind of something like it's, you're, you're very like vulnerable in this. Like, is well, there a double entendre in that regard? Um, honestly, okay. So, the album, I love this thing. So, it's 13 songs, right? Mm-hmm. And each song is an experience, like from top to bottom. And it talks about just the different experiences that I had. And I felt like I was living in like this fairy tale, kind of like Alice in Wonderland 
type vibe because I was living in California at the time. So, um, and then ending the album was some of the life experiences here. But when I cut my hair, I felt super exposed. Okay. So I was just like, I felt gorgeous. One, let me just say that. Number two, it felt like the first time like I can actually see myself. Interesting. And there was no hiding from anything because anything that I felt came up on my face. So because there's no hair. So it was an interesting thing to to be around people and um, they look at me and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, what you mean? And I had to be honest. Which forced me to be honest with myself. So the songs talk about that. And it was just so freeing to be able to be like, okay, to know what my activators and triggers are. And then to see, okay, what type of experience am I in right now? Am I in love? Am I falling in love? Or am I just lusting after somebody? Or am I in this space of being in a nightmare? Or do I meet somebody and they give me butterflies and like I'm addicted to that? Like, Every song that I just said, like, had an experience to to the end where I'm talking about just now I got it together and I'm balanced and I will never let you see me down because it's not for you to see. But what I will tell you about my life experience is how I made it over. So that's pretty much what it's about. Well, yeah, I mean, not everyone is going to, you know, put out the negatives of their life experiences. You know, it takes a lot of courage to fucking... Eminem yourself at the end of Eight Mile, you know, he just <laughs> fucking shit on himself for a whole verse. Yeah, uh, it's, some people are self-deprecating, some people are not. But I feel like the, I mean, just like the aesthetic that you were going for, you already knew what you were going for. Mm-hmm. You knew the stories you wanted to tell, and that's kind of I, I envy that so much. Like I'm a drummer, you know what I mean. I, I dabble in guitar and whatnot, and like I cover songs, but I've never been someone who could put my like my feelings into words and not think it was fucking cheese. Mm. like just like or whatever i never really tried I've, I've maybe tried to write songs like two or four times like in my life max but wow. i've always like really like i said w- what draws me to an artist is their lyrics so i guess i don't know maybe it's that's wise because i can never write shit like that so it's <laughs> like oh man i love this kind of stuff mm-hmm. I, I don't know did it did it take you a while to like be able to for real let go let go and like not care about what you wrote or or do you do you censor mm. yourself sometimes to not like oh this is corny or oh this is that or this? That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, do I censor myself? Wow. Um, need a swig of water after asking that. <laughs> <laughs> no, gotta quench the thirst. Um, hmm. There, that's a yes and no question. Mm, okay. Um. Okay. It. If there's something that I do need to say, <laughs> I um, I will censor it for two reasons. One, I have kids that are watching me, and I admire that for some crazy reason. I don't know why I admire kids looking up to me. And they're so impressionable. So I don't want to be... I don't want to say things or be something that I'm not. I want to stay true to myself and let others know that, hey, you can be true to yourself and, you know, love yourself too. And uh, the second reason, which is just out of respect, is that I want something that my parents can listen to and tolerate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a cool perspective. um, And that's just, I guess you could say that's people-pleasing, but that's just me being who I am. I'm, I'm considerate. I understand. And um, that's really just the bottom line, is that I'm considerate. So um, it's so funny you mentioned this uh, about the kids because uh, I was having a conversation earlier about how I'm not really a, a big fan of Cardi B. Okay. And um, How like, did I know you? Was, I knew you were going to bring up Cardi B. Okay, <laughs> I, go ahead. Well, this is because I, was, I literally had this conversation earlier at work, um, and it's like how she, she brought up the fact that she she doesn't want to be a role model, you know. What I mean, she never said she was a role model and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the fact of the matter is, kids listen to her music. Yeah, they do. And like, it kind of came to the point where it's like, okay, well, whose fault is that? It's kind of the parents' fault uh, because she doesn't really market her music for kids. But 
at the same time, you make radio-friendly versions of your songs, you're kind of marketing it for kids because if you didn't need a radio-friendly version, I mean, who's that for? It's not for adults. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't, am I, I don't know. Am I wrong? Please, like. I mean, well. I'm, I'm it, here to get it's, other perspectives, it's, it's, you know? It's interesting, though, because, you know, now they're starting to teach in schools different things that I don't agree with. Right, uh, same here. So... I really can't sit here and be like, well, you know, it's marketed towards kids because there's a whole other slew of people who may just like to listen to stuff like that, but don't want to really tolerate the cussing or whatever they may, may be. That's a good point. So um, I didn't think about that. It, I think it caters to a lot of different people. Right. And their, and their sensitivities to uh the language. <laughs> that's actually a solid point. I, I I didn't. There are adults who don't like cursing. Yeah. So that's a, I never. I didn't really think about that. And, and there's a lot of church folk that I know that listen to Cardi B, but they'll listen to the edited version or the clean version. Right. Okay. And I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where I just think it's just it, it's to cover all bases to make sure that you can market to all your all of your audience that you can capture. So I, I think it goes more more beyond the kids, and then two like. What's already out there is really not geared to, towards kids anyway. Like I what agree. you see on public t- television, on the radio, there's no kids stations. Like, I mean, right. I, I haven't filtered through no, I haven't come across like a lullaby station or something that's like, I mean, you have. I think they your, have like a Radio Disney or something. Maybe, but I don't even know. Is that like, is that FM radio? Like, is that I, digital? Who or listens satellite? to the radio at this point? Everyone has their ox in their car at this point, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly, and YouTube is killing it right now as far as like content Streaming. for yeah, content for kids to listen to. So right, right. Um, from what I see, you know, <laughs> the parents like it too, but they they do their due some do their due diligence and make sure that they have the clean version. But you know, it's their job to also teach the in betweens of that. Like yeah, I feel like it does come down on the parent. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know. It's music. They're going to hear it. If not in your car, probably at school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, at a dance what, or something. Exactly. They're going to hear it. So I feel like just confront the issue head on. Be like, all right, I mean, you know, whatever you, your opinion, whatever that parent's opinion is on the issue, whether, you know, you feel like, oh, yeah, this is appropriate for you or yeah. there's certain things that you don't necessarily know about that she's talking about or whatever, however you want to approach it. But yeah. I think you do have to confront it. You can't just let your kids or, or am I, I don't know. I don't have a kid. So for me to fucking say me some neither. shit like that. But I feel like, you know, kids, like you said, are impressionable. So mm-hmm. it's like you you can either have them learn the lessons through you in a positive way or, or just have them learn them through their friends in a negative way. Yeah. I don't and know. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I wish that some of the things that, like, I saw it was exposed to got explained to me as a kid. Right. Um, But they raised me right to not want to deal with no foolishness. So I stayed away from a lot of what I was exposed to or seen and. That kind of kept me. So, <laughs> I, I don't. For uh, back to the self censoring thing, I've like I said, I don't really write too much music. But with this, it's kind of it's been an issue in the past where I've had someone reach out to me, who was a guest on 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 an episode. They wanted me to take down the episode because I said something that they weren't comfortable with. Mm. Uh, they let me know after it had gone up for the weekend and whatnot. Uh, so I I had a I had a little dilemma that I had to deal with. Was like, okay, well, do I conform to what this guest wanted? Uh, and edit the part out. I mean, I got to take it down, find you know, edit on it, mm-hmm. figure out exactly what snippets it is that he had an issue with, then edit those out and re-upload it, or just take it down, or just leave it up. Say mm-hmm. like, hey man, you did my show. You should have done your due diligence. You know, I say wacky shit, or I give him the respect and be like, all right man, I totally understand and take it down. So at the end of the day, I ended up taking the episode down, um, and I don't know. I'm not. I'm not for censoring myself, so I kind of reluctantly did it. But at the same time, it's like, well, you offered me the respect to, to come out here and do the interview. I, I, if you really felt that uncomfortable with it, I'll do you the respect of just taking it down, you know. That was a big person of you. Yeah. Because uh, you, you didn't have to do that. That was very considerate. Yeah. I Trust me, I didn't want to. My, my, my producer, all my friends were dogging me like, bro, you better not take that shit down. You better mm. come on, man. That dude's a bitch. This and that. And I'm like, hey, shout out, shout out to that guy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, like, at the same time, I did feel kind of slighted because – you could have told me to my face, or if you really felt so strongly about the issue, you could have brought it up on the podcast and made it a topic. You know what I mean? You could have been like, hey, yeah. man, I don't think that 
what you just said was that cool? Like, can we address that real quick? And mm-hmm. and I would have I would have more than happily addressed. But the fact that you kind of just let it sit, you didn't say anything waited. to me. You waited Friday, Saturday, and then you didn't tell me till Monday, so that you weren't comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I, I had an issue with that. Some things I. My biggest rule is if I've waited too long to say something, I'm just not going to say anything. Right. I, I, the, that's the thing is in the culture that we live in nowadays, he was so nervous. He the, his, his whole explanation was, look, I understand that you were kidding or I understand that you weren't serious. And it doesn't bother me, but my bandmates or our fan base or this, that or the other person, all these other people are going to feel a, a type of way about me because of something you said while interviewing me. Mm-hmm. That, that didn't make sense to me. But I feel like in the world we live in now, people are held to such a standard. Like, people are pulling up tweets from 2009 and getting people fired from their jobs. This is true. So, like, I understand where he's coming from in the culture we live in. Hey, maybe you don't want to be attached to that. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, fucking wait, wait the whole weekend and stuff and <laughs> come out and do it. Or yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I said something that you, you thought was wrong or something, I would, I would want you to challenge the idea here just so we could put that out and, right. like, discourse that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I personally am against self-censorship, but everyone has their art and the way they do it, and so I totally respect that. Is there a fa- favorite song that you have off your off your own album? Do you bump uh, your own stuff? I do. I do Me bump too, my own dude. stuff. <laughs> I don't I, care. I, 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 I like, Sorry, my bad, G. I like, I like doing it um, now more than ever because it's literally the, the – it's just, okay, like it's what I've once thought of having an album and then being able to go on like the streaming services and to being able to listen to it. And, yeah. and I'm just like, what? Like I did that. Like, and it gives me excitement. Like if I can do that, then I can do everything else that I have put my mind to. So my favorite song, it varies. It does. <laughs> um, like, it's all shuffled. It's all, it's all shuffled. Um, right now though, let's see. Um, my favorite would probably be, um, Ash, Ash Bug in Wonderland. That, cause that's the first song on the album. Is that, that the first song that you wrote for the project? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And it's the first song. It's the opener. Yeah. I, I, that was crazy how that came came back around. <laughs> that came back full circle cause I wrote that when I was actually still living in Orlando. Okay. Right before I was getting ready to move to California, and I just had that song for forever, and. I actually wrote it a cappella, so I have no music to it, and f- I kept it that way. It's just a drum, like tribal drum set, um, and I love that song. I just love that song. It has a double meaning, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> well, what is it? Well, okay, so because you were refer- referencing uh, Alice in Wonderland earlier. Yeah. So okay, all right. You ever been involved in with somebody? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you feel like you're in a totally different headspace. Like you just see life differently. Than Whether that person? It, no, no. Just just from how you used to see it. Like you mm. just feel like you're in a new season, a new vibe. Everything is just, it, it just feels different from, from what it used to be. Uh, maybe maybe that's how that person felt. Because... Uh, that's you did. I felt. Okay. So, all right. That's cool though. You can continue your story. I won't feel bad. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Okay. Because I'm. I'm trying to think. Well, if there's ever been a time in your life where you felt like you're just in a new, yeah, just vibe. That. That's all I can say. Is just. I know what vibe. you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So, the chorus is saying, "Passion fruit, poison juice on my lips, emotions and feelings that can grip." Okay. Now I'll just stop right there. That part right there. Uh has a double meaning actually double entendre yeah because everything happens to me in twos right doubles yeah (laughs) so the first meaning is basically telling the truth passion fruit poison juice on my lips so it's basically saying like whatever i'm feeling and i tell the truth and my truth and i'm honest because then the the rest of the chorus goes um Emotions and feelings that can grip into souls and turn them into flames. It could happen any day. And if it happens, I will never be the same. So it's telling your truth, being honest, and you're you're telling that person how you feel and things just shatter. Right. And that's what pretty much that, that whole song is just talking about. It's just like, you know, I'm my own person, but now I feel myself being in your own fantasy world. And then when I go to tell my truth, Cause I'm like, hold up, something's not right here. 
then I know that things are just going to fall apart. So is it kind of like you kind of felt like at the moment you weren't really being honest with yourself? Like you were kind of living no, that wasn't truthful? Um, it was more like uh, saying how I felt about the person in a positive way. So that fear of telling somebody that I really like you or I really, I'm, I'm digging you, I'm, I'm vibing with you, and then the person just is like, Taking a step back. Right, right. And the, the double, the other second meaning to that is... Um, you like passion fruits. No. No, I'm just fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's talking about when you have sex with somebody. Okay. And the person does the same thing. Pretty much they ghost you. Uh, so now you're trapped up in this person's world and you feel this way about somebody. You want to say something, but you know that it will just go to hell. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, a lot of people when they have certain regulations or when a certain boundaries put mm-hmm. up and then you try and get past that line because you feel some type of way and they don't and it's not reciprocated. Yeah. And it's just you telling the truth and I advise everybody to say how you feel. I that's that's one thing that I, I value more than anything. Like what I hate is when someone is not honest with me. Mm-hmm. Or like when they can't be straight up with me. Like when I ask you when I when I ask somebody a question and they give me like some sideways ass answer like that's the fastest way to irritate the shit out of me because it's like, yo, you can't even be straight up with me. Like, mm-hmm. whoever it is, like, whether it's a friend of mine or whatever, it's like, but we've been through X, Y, or Z, or like, I've known you for such and such time. It's like, just be straight up. You feel me? Like, yeah, but I, you know what? Mm, it, it's it a, it's a, this is a good way to look at it. It's never really about you. They don't, they can't handle the truth. Right. Because whatever the reaction is that they think may happen if they say it, they don't think that they can handle that or they try to control the situation. Right. So that's probably nine times out of 10. That's why uh, people do that because you want to know how, what got me to that conclusion because I did it. Like you, you you got to that point where you saw it in yourself. You have to be self-aware. What, whatever's bothering you, you got to be like, okay, well, why, why does that bother me? Right. Well, you know, I had to look at it because it's happened to me where I'm like, uh, I don't really want to tell somebody how I feel because I know that that person's going to blow up or another person's going to just be just not on the positive end of the spectrum that I'm expecting. It'll take it way left. Yeah. And, you know, you can think yourself into a bad situation. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, so it, I try to think more positive on what on what an outcome may be when I have a conversation with somebody. And, and now, more recently, that I do that, 10 times out of 10 is a good conversation. See, I have, I think I have this issue where, like, I say shit the wrong way. Okay. Kind of like, I don't know, like, I, I say what's on my mind, but sometimes I kind of say it blunt, too bluntly or, like, too, with some tone to it or something. <laughs> I don't know, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, you come at it with the with the best intentions, but at the end of the day, certain tones or certain ways, certain inflections are going to rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's something that I've had to work on myself. I've definitely been self-aware in the fact that I realize that I'm a hater. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm a super hater. <laughs> like, you I know, just... high five to that. <laughs> high five. Ah. I'm gonna tell you why. That's such a great realization. <laughs> no, for like, real. Cause, no, because I, I thinking about Cardi B and like Lil Pump and all these like SoundCloud rappers like uh, that people lo- love to talk shit about. Mm-hmm. I thought about like what what irks them about like what irks me about them mm-hmm. and it's like well the fact that they make music that you don't think is that great and they're blowing up off and then it's like well i'm just being a hater you know what that's such a great realization because now that you realize that you can move out of your way and stop blocking your blessings right literally right. that's that that's what you just did there <laughs> and i'm so excited that's why i was like man high five because there's so many times that like I found myself hate too. You know, it's like, hard sometimes. Oh man. man, and and I'll give this example. Okay, well maybe I won't. Maybe <laughs> I will. You could change the names to protect the identities. Well, no, no, no. It's not even about that. It's just like okay, like um, being on social media. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I really, it, it got to a point where like I didn't like, um, I did not like to see all of the nudity. And just women really just mm. not uh, We're covering up. We're on the same up. page. We're on the same page, bro. Now, here's the thing. Literally ruined a relationship. <laughs> Fucking Instagram. Anyway, go on. Hmm. You got to be careful. It's awful. 
here's the thing. Though. Shout out to Instagram. <laughs> right, I love Instagram. Uh, you can really make that place how you really want it. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Didn't mean to interrupt, by the way. No, 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 you're good because I, I got it. I still, I'm still in my train of thought. It used to bug me, and then I had to realize why does it bug me. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, okay. Now it no longer bugs me. Okay, I need to get there. It no longer <laughs> bugs me. And um, it, how did you get to there? How did you get to that? Um, because <laughs> when you get to the root of the issue, what was it that really bothered you about it? That uh, that they were comfortable enough in their skin to expose themselves. Okay. And you, you didn't feel that way about yourself. No, not at all, not at all. And there's another part to that too, because <laughs> everything happens to me in twos. And it was also the fear of um, having to 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 do something like that to be actually seen and then noticed for my talent. And once I realized that. Then I was like, okay, but I don't have to do what these women are doing. It has not, it's not even related. But so oftentimes that we see that um, when female artists come up, they're now sexualized and made sex idols and all that. And I don't want that for me. So it's it ultimately was the fear of that having to be like, okay, number one, my self-esteem was low. And number two, I felt like, oh, man, that's something I really was trying to avoid. So... I avoided even trying to look at anything that was like that because it reminded me of you may have to do that to be seen and noticed. And that's not even true. Because right. now that I'm in a point where, like, I have a platform, I have Instagram. <laughs> like, I yeah, do have yeah. Instagram. And I do my word of the days and my little motivational uh, uh, little um, videos. People are listening. You see what I'm saying? So I don't, and I'm fully clothed, like, <laughs> you right, know, right, right. I'm, and I don't got, I mean, I barely got any makeup on. I got lip gloss and the eyeliner and I'm good. And people are, I'm, I'm impacting people in a way that is more aligned with what my purpose is. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, no, I no longer feel that, oh man, I see a naked girl or a girl twerking on Instagram and I don't feel like, ugh, like that cringe anymore. I don't feel that. I'm like, wow, okay, that person is, they teaching me something now. Like, I didn't even think I could move like that, but let me try that. In my own <laughs> privacy, you know what I'm saying? Right, and right, right. now I feel good about myself. And, you know, I should have felt good about myself before, but it's just one of those things. It's like. Yeah, I yeah. think that's kind of what, what bothered me about it was when I got down to the root of it, it was just I was insecure with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I mean. You know, it's not like I'm looking at dudes with like six packs or anything, but even the chicks who, like you said, were were, were yeah. brave enough to or just felt good enough about themselves to put themselves out there like that. I guess I kind of envied that, and at the same time, it was like I was insecure. So it was like the person I was seeing at the time was like, "Why are you like you want attention from all these randoms when like right. we, we have a thing?" And that that's something I could never get over. Is like I didn't understand why, um, and I guess I still don't. It's like why people like crave this attention from complete strangers and i guess it's validation right but it's like i i guess in 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 that situation that i was in i wasn't i wasn't given that validation to this person you know mm. so i guess at the time i didn't see that shit you know uh and hindsight's always 2020 20 and whatnot yeah. but it's like yeah I, I feel like it was like one of those things where i i have to kind of be more self-aware in those situations where like yeah, the only reason it bothers you this much is because you think you're insecure and you think that or you can't get that person or you're going to lose what you have or whatever. Yeah. And at the time, you just see red, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. As a guy, I guess, testosterone, whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, like, looking back at it now, it's like I had a good thing or thought I did whatever, and it's like I, I kind of let that shit overshadow that. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I think I let it get to me more than I should have. And that's kind of why... I try and stay off social media now. Like, I do. I use social media like to to promote the band, promote the podcast, mm-hmm. and flex a little bit. <laughs> Just flex a little bit. But you a know what? Bit. You know, speaking on that, uh, this is the deepest I've gone about anything. Else. So you're you're fucking. You're, this is a therapy session. Ha ha ha! I'm loving it. I love it. I love it. You know, I was just thinking that too. So we're on the same mm-hmm. frequency. Um, thinking about what you just said about. Um, 
how you let your insecurities overshadow what you had. You know, depends on how you look at it, because I wasn't in the situation. If you were given attention and it wasn't enough, then the problem wasn't with you. Right, right. And um, validation really doesn't, when somebody needs it or wants it, it does not come from just one person. It can't come from just one person. Um, because there are so many different people that are in our lives that play different roles that we either missed in our childhood or we're craving now as adults. Kind of catch my drift. I, so I like, know what you're saying. So like, okay, with me, I dealt with validation too. Why do I feel like I need to be on social media so much to like be singing and stuff? Okay, well, and... I felt bad because I wasn't getting enough likes. That was because I had a problem with validation. I needed the likes to make me already know what I already knew. Reaffirm your thought. That I I can sing. I know I can sing already. So changing that perspective really made me change about how I went about it. Now I'm doing it because I love it. And I want want you to see that I love it. And I want you to see that I'm good at it. I just want to share my gift with you because I don't know how it's going to touch your life or impact you or make you have a better day. I don't know. But I miss that chance when I don't do it. 100%. So, you know, being insecure... You get over it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, gr- girls will post whatever they want to post, you know, and depending on. But, oh, that's what I was going to say, too. Depending on what it was, like, if it was way out there, no guy wants their girl to be posted up on I- Instagram like that. I would think so. And that's a respect thing. I, I thought so, too. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, Yeah, not, yeah, that's how I felt about it. That's how I felt about it. I felt it was, like, a disrespectful mm, thing. Yeah. It's like. And it's cause, because, like, in the past, I mean, this is going deep, but, like, <laughs> it, it, and it's just, I mean, to, you don't know who, who's listening, so. You uh, don't. Whoever's listening, if this helps, I hope, I hope it does, because it sucks. But, uh, so it's like, yeah, in the past, like, she had posted stuff, and I've been like, yo, like, that's not, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't think that's respectful to, to our relationship, whatever. Yeah. And she'd be like, you're right, I did it. Like, we would have an argument, and she would post some shit, and I'm like, you, you did, did that, that on be- purpose. Right. And I would call her on it, and she would deny it until she'd finally be like, no, you're right. I did. I just wanted to get your attention. I knew it would make you mad type shit. And so when she was doing it towards the end of everything, I was like, well, I know you do it because you've done it before. Like, mm-hmm. You're you're doing it to make me mad. And, like, you're giving dudes play to, to make me mad, liking certain comments and shit like that. And it's, like, petty shit. Like, liking, like I'm a fucking adult worried about people liking comments, right? But, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, that's not nothing either, you know? And you know what? That goes based on what what you see on on TV anyway. Like, that's the norm, okay? Inside the Matrix. (laughs) But when (laughs) you take a step out of it, that's not normal. You don't do that to people. You don't even want to entertain that thought of, like, why would you deliberately want to make somebody else upset? But then that may be their version of, oh, that's how I can see if somebody really cares or not. Or that's how I can get the attention that I really think that I need in that way because that's all they've known. So that's what I'm saying is it doesn't it, some I'm not it wasn't there. Some may right, fall on right. you, some may not. But like I could clearly say, yeah, if if you were already given the attention that was needed and already there, but she was deliberately doing those things to you, then the issue wasn't really with you. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things like in the moment you just think it's right or whatever mm-hmm. like you just you want that to work and yeah. whatnot and i guess she had a moment where whatever attention she was getting whatever what she was getting was more valuable than the attention she was getting here mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with that and whatnot and uh now i'm, I'm a much happier person than i was well, you know, good. Like, i don't know not not by much but like we're we're the needle's moving in the right direction. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that because um, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and once you get to the end of the tunnel, you see all the beautiful landscape, and you're like, oh, this is awesome, and you can stay out there, you know, and, and play. It goes back to what we were saying in the beginning. Like for a, a, for a year, I stressed over it, like, mm. and it was something I couldn't control. You know what well, I mean? Well, I tell you why. Because to get over a heartbreak, it takes roughly between 18 and 24 months. Oh, so I'm not even done yet. Cool. Because oh, yeah. I don't feel like I'm done. And it's okay. Honest. You just ride it out. 
But what you do to combat that is with positive thoughts. What are you telling yourself? What are you telling yourself about you? What are you telling yourself about your situation? Negative stuff. Got to stop it. Yeah. The moment that it comes up, you're like, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm better than this. At least start with that. I'm better than That's this. That's the point where I'm trying to get with the whole, like, you know, happiness is a choice. And when I, when I get these negative thoughts or, like, certain songs that make me feel certain ways, mm-hmm. like, instead of just drowning in it and, oh, another sad song, another sad song, another will be like, I like this song. Okay, now let's let's keep it moving. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, don't sit and wallow in it. Yeah, don't Which I used to it. love doing. I used to love doing. That was, like, my favorite thing to do. Mine, too. Because <laughs> you want to know why? Why? We stick to things that are familiar. Right. And happiness is not something that is always familiar to us. We remember it as being a kid, but then at some point something snapped and we, we no longer felt that happiness and joy as a kid. We got to get back to that. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. And it, it's like, because a lot of people, you got to be careful what people tell you too. You know, when people always tell you, oh, this is going to be hard, or this is a challenge, you don't have to embrace that. Because your behavior will follow the belief of that. So you'll go about doing whatever it is as, oh, man, this is going to be challenging. and You're going to be dragging your feet. Happiness is something that's not familiar to us as of recently. <laughs> and that's for every That goes for everybody. But the more that it's practiced and applied and it's chosen, oh, man, then you feel it more abundantly and more frequently and more consistently and simultaneously throughout your day. Oh, man, I can't wait for you to be able to, like, call me up and be like, yo, Ashley, I had an awesome week. Not just a day, but just a week. And what will happen is those those memories will come to you, and it won't hurt as much. Right. It won't hurt as bad. Yeah. 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 No, and I, I feel that. It's, like, it's been a process for sure. Like, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm better than I was six months ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, too, is just uh, everything is a process. You know what yes, I'm you it got, is. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's something I was never used to, like, uh, choosing to be happy. You know, it's like, I- I've always been a sad fucking person. Me too. So, yeah, it's definitely different. And I've noticed, too, like, recently I've tried to been, I've, I've trying to, I've been trying to, like, take that energy and put it on social media. Like, before, I'm, I've been mad reserved. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, really posting much. And when I do post, I kind of just, like, stay in my lane type shit. But, like, recently, yeah, I've been putting out, too. like, big dick energy. You feel me? Like, Good. big, big platano energy, you know? And, like, I notice I get less likes because people are more prone to fuck with you when you're down than when you're up mm-hmm. is what I've noticed. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, I feel like since I started posting stuff that's, like, positive and shit, like, not as much people are fucking with it. Or like, yeah, people I've don't hit me too. up. People don't hit me up. Like, when I post something dope on my story, like, oh, I'm bumping this right now. It's a dope song. Or uh, no one's going to hit me up and be like, oh, man, that's a cool song. But when I post, like, oh, man, I feel like killing myself or, or yeah, I'm in a bad place. People will be, hey, hey, hey. Like, yo, hit me up when I'm doing good, too, not just when I feel like shit. Yeah. See, you had an opposite effect of me. I I didn't. Well, I'm feeling half of that. Like, I post positive stuff, like, just little posts, and it's just like, I don't get as many likes. But if I post a picture of me and I look good, then it's like, oh, man, the lights go through the roof. Uh But here's the thing, though. Not everybody's in the place to accept positive stuff anyway. Right. Because they they don't see that for themselves. But those who do see it, keep doing it. Because by doing that and shining light, it's going to shine light into you, too. You know? You know, I never thought of it that way. But, I mean, I guess I just got to keep putting that out there. You know, like. Oh, and another thing I wanted to say. um, Before you post anything, this is what you got to tell yourself. Okay. People love what I do. Okay, people love what I do. Now, we were both at the Raw Showcase, right? Yeah. I'm going to bring this up. So on the way to the showcase, I'm I'm in my Uber, and I'm just thinking to myself, people always help me. People always help me. Now, we get to the showcase, right? And you saw the dancers, how they danced on the stage, right? Yeah, yeah. You know that happened 10 minutes before I had to go on stage? They just decided they were going to put them with you? or The dude, the the first one that went with the whitehead uh, rap, mm-hmm. he literally was like, you need dancers. And I was like, yeah, I know, but things happen. I had dancers, but we had to cancel. And, um, and things d- just happened. So I'm like, okay. And he was like, well, what can I do to help? Exactly. That's pretty dope. Not everyone would do that. Not everybody will do that. But when you put it in your mind that people will always help you, people love what you do, you'll start to notice a different type of uh, likes coming in and different people that you're reaching and people who actually need to see that. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I do it for the wrong reasons. 
You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I post shit like that for the wrong reasons. Like, ah, yeah, fuck y'all. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right. Which is, like, is not the right mindset to be going into that with. But it's, like, I don't know. I feel like, like I, I kind of noticed it. I, like, and I, even saying it makes me feel like a douche. <laughs> but, like, like since since we got booked at the, the Raw thing, mm-hmm. like, Revolution Live, I mean, you didn't, you didn't necessarily grow up here, but, like, Mm-mm. Fort Lauderdale, South Florida. Revolution Live is a big fucking deal. Like that mm-hmm. that venue has hosted many people. Like just backstage, I, yeah, so many I shows those, that yeah. I went to. You know what I mean? Wow. And bands that I look up to. Arctic Monkeys, my favorite band of all time, Avenged Sevenfold. They played there eleven years mm-hmm. ago with my favorite drummer before he passed. So it's like a lot of. I mean, two weeks before we did our showcase, DMX did a set there. Uh, I know, right? We yeah, it. I, I was, was like, trying to go. I, I was, was trying, trying to go. go. Too. So I'm thinking like like it's a big deal. So when I announced it. People that that I thought were cool with me, like people who I considered close friends of mine, like mm-hmm. instead of like the majority of people were mad supportive, dog. Like, mm-hmm. my congratulations, well, I'm gonna definitely be out there. Like, when can I get a ticket? This, that, and the pe- some people who I thought were cool were just like, how the fuck do you get booked there? Hmm. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, well, pause. Like, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, I thought we were thought it was a mutual thing. It's other musicians too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I thought it was a mutual support. You know what I mean? And when when you kind of come to the realization that it's not that, it's kind of like, wow, okay. Yeah, I got a chance to see who was really rocking and who wasn't. 100%. But you know what? Another thing, too, I had to keep telling myself is that, you know, maybe they're just not in a position to come. I never know what's going on in their life. You know what I'm saying? So I, I give people the benefit of the doubt because then I don't, shoot, I don't want to think negative about your situation because I would hate for somebody to look at me and do the same thing. And... um I just was like, okay, well, it's always next time. It's always next time. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not even harping on the fact that they didn't. this person or that person didn't come out to the gig. It's kind of just like... like if, hate. If People was band, like, how'd you do that? Yeah. Not, and like, if you had been like, hey, man, like that's dope that you got booked there. You think you can help me out? Or what'd you do to get there? It's mm-hmm. like, I had no... Like, this, this, like another person in the band uh, reached out to me and did that. And I had no problem. Oh, this is... It was raw. Artists, mm-hmm. we we sent them an email, we sent them our stuff, and, and they booked us. This is how we did it. Wow. It wasn't, it, it's not a competition thing to me, specifically with this band. It's like, you, you, we're boys. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, that shit came out of way left field. I was like, you of all people? Like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, the rest of the band came out. Like, it was a good old time. Everyone was cool. And so, like I said, it's the people you, I mean, the people you least expect. And I, um, it was a strange situation, but like I've noticed that like it's not like you said it has nothing to do with me. Nope, nothing to do. And with it's you. not gonna make me stop pushing forward, and it's not gonna make me stop supporting that band either because the band is a majority of my friends. Mm. And I, I I told them the same thing. If there's a chance that we can get y'all up here with us, this all this all this is what this podcast is for. This is what networking is for. Mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person, especially with with the people that I've met, with the people that I'm close with, that I believe make good art to be like to to. If I get a step above to not help them up. Yeah. You know? I feel the same way. I, I, I don't understand how people will use other people's help to, to, to boost themselves up. And then once they're up there, they're not going to use Yeah, themselves. they're not going to reach back and get you. And, and I kind of, maybe maybe that is what was expected of me. And maybe that's why that approach was taken. But it's like, you don't ask if you, or you don't get if you don't ask type shit. That's it's like, true. I don't know. I, ha- I have no problem helping people out. And it's just like, I wish... um. Certain aspects of the of the Miami music scene in the metal community are like it's like the crab in the bucket mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like you know dr- dragging everybody down with you, you know. Yeah. And I wish it was more of a collective, everyone supporting everyone. And it, it people say it is, but in reality, when it's shit like this, I've seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know how it is in in, in your it, in your scene. It's this, you know. <laughs> interesting enough, it's it. It's one of those things, like. Uh, <laughs> being in a fun house right fun house mirror everything yeah like you're like and you're like oh you're walking forward and you think that you're going somewhere you just hit something you're like oh dang yeah. i thought i thought i'd go through there or i thought that was the right way and and it, that's that's kind of like how it feels um but that's why i said you know everybody's in a different position in their own lives so you know either they find themselves being a hater or they don't they can't really accept your success because they don't see that help happening for them or it hasn't happened for them um everybody's in a different position so it's kind of like you know you can still do it too like everybody got their name 
or a blessing with their name on it specifically for you so i can tell you how to get there right you know what i'm saying like (laughs) But you have to step out of your own way type thing. So I totally agree. Yeah. And that's something that I've had to learn how to, how to get out of my own way because sometimes I put my foot in my mouth or I react with my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I got to take, like you said, take a step back, let shit, let the heat cool down on certain things, and then approach it from a rational standpoint, not from an emotional standpoint. And uh, I don't know. Just with – I don't know. I, I'm very quick to, like, not not – not that I won't give a person a second chance, but it's like you only have so many chances to show me what you're about. That's true. And it's yeah. like I've had people in my life, not not related to music, more in the, in the work aspect of it, like come at me a certain way and then the next day be all nice with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yesterday you weren't being all fucking nice with me, so don't don't fucking don't don't hit me with the fake with the fake yeah. stuff. I, like I hate people shoot themselves in the foot like you did this to yourself. And I've just been nothing but nice to you. <laughs> right. And then when it comes to the point where I'm putting my foot down, like. Yo, nah, like, we keep it as a business relationship, and that's that. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to go any farther than that. Oh, J- now you have an attitude. Now, oh, you've changed. It's like, oh, you're protecting yourself. 100%. And I feel like there's some adults who are still walking around here acting like fucking children. High school. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. This dude this dude in his 60s getting into it with me about some shit, and it's like the next day coming at me all buddy-buddy trying to dap me up and shit. It's like, bro, whoa, whoa. 60. What happened to all that Boy, shit you were crazy. saying yesterday, dog? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, I'm not in, in the point where maybe sometimes I'm a little too blunt mm-hmm. type shit, but it's just like I, I don't like fakeness at all. Like if you don't like me, tell me. I will gladly kick rocks. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I live in my life. You know, and people. Yeah. That's why a lot of people don't like me. Like I don't know. Like I call I, I cause friction. I'll say. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's why I like to do this. I like to talk to people, get other perspectives. Like there's certain things you said that I never thought about. With the censored music, mm-hmm. with uh, the fact that, you know, you got to get out of your own way sometimes. There's so much that I've learned in this conversation over the 60 episodes that I've done. So <laughs> that's I'm just trying to educate myself at the end of the day. Well, hey, that's what I'm here for. And I'm here for you. So anytime, we oh. can always have a conversation. So. Fuck yeah. Anytime y'all want to come back. And then, Mafioso. obviously, Mafioso, man. Anytime you want to come back, you already know. He's the silent killer out here not saying nothing. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to hop in, but I didn't have to, so. <laughs> no, nah, Ashley killed it, man. You did awesome. So let's get in some plugs. Your album, where people can find you, any shows you have coming up. Let's get all that in here at the end. Yeah. So my name is Ashley Nicole. You guys can follow me at I Ashbug, and that's everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Um, I am on Facebook as well. My music, you can search for Ashley Nicole. That's A S H A L E I Nicole N I C K O L E. And that's on every streaming platform, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. All just type of them. the name. Just type the name and you're going to find a bunch of music. SoundCloud has a lot a lot more, I think. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> unreleased tracks. Unreleased. Yeah, well, yeah. On SoundCloud, y'all have unreleased stuff? Yeah, unreleased stuff. And then uh, Spotify and Apple Music and all that. Tidal and all that. That has my official releases. <laughs> the official. The official yeah. release. The, the mixtapes are on SoundCloud. Yeah, mixtapes <laughs> is all SoundCloud. We're yeah, out of the mixtape phase. All on SoundCloud. Everything on SoundCloud. I feel you on that. Uh, you want to do a little plug for your IG? Oh, at Mafioso, M-A-F-Y-0-Z-0. <laughs> there you go. Yo, make sure y'all follow both of them. Uh, as far as me, y'all know where He's to find He's a dope producer. Me. That's Hell who yeah. he is. Appreciate and mixing engineer. Yeah. Y'all want to get y'all track mix? Holla at your boy. Hit him up. Yeah, Hit him up. Yeah. Definitely. He does all my Holla mixing. At Mafioso. And watch out for the the throne with Mafioso coming soon. Yeah. We got to get that episode done. <laughs> yeah. I, I've spoken into existence. Yeah. Goddammit. That's what we do here. We got to speak these things. Let's uh, make it happen. Yeah. Next time uh, I'll be filming you. Th- there we go. We got to, uh, uh, that video is going to be awesome. I totally we forgot about that. Happen. Fuck yeah, we're gonna make yeah, it happen, dog. Happen. Was I lying a second ago? No. I mean, look at what you said at the the night of Raw, and now we're here, That's and a we good got point. we got it all done. I booked like three episodes that night. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Like three weeks. I'm I'm already booked for May. We just Shut getting started. Yeah, I booked That's April awesome. and May. Since I started doing the show by myself, I've I've been. But let me not. Congratulations, say this on the air. man. But uh, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Congratulations. Um, That's big moves. Big boss moves. Big, big baller moves out here. We got to start somewhere. We yeah. Start somewhere so now Trust me, the show didn't start as this, man. I used to do it out of an apartment in Aventura with my cousin. Mm. Right? So shout out to Malik, man. He was the original producer of the show. Uh, awesome guy. Uh, as far as where you can find us, man, you know you're the band. That's my band. Uh, 
you know, follow us on Instagram, The Throne Podcast, with underscores. If you want to sponsor me, TheThroneJC at All our episodes are available on iTunes, the podcast app. I'm riding in the fast lane. Get up out of my way. Cause I'm coming for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cause I'm coming for you. Mafioso. Uh huh. Fast lane. Fast lane. That I when I'm on the highway. Riding in my own lane. Minding my own business. I can hear them sirens trying to keep up on me. So I'm out here hustling just to stay my own And I can hear them haters talking But they ain't gonna stop me Cause they don't make my money Can't catch up with me because I'm on one My glow up even got my friends shook up Talking black they miss me and we gotta turn up Hold up, I gotta do my music first So let me catch you slipping in the fast lane Cause I'ma creep up on you in the fast lane Come on.